Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Total Bases Express Show. I am your host, Austin Spiro. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of the podcast. I am so glad that you are here. We're going to take a break from players just a little bit. We're going to talk about umpires in this show. Um, we are live on Facebook, the best baseball Facebook group, best so, best baseball group in social media, uh, Baseball Life on Facebook. Uh, if you have not logged, if you have not joined our group yet, why aren't you log in into uh, and uh, join the baseball life Facebook group? We have lots of knowledgeable people in there. You'll get to interact with me. You'll get to interact with my fellow total bases mates there, uh, Felipe and Sean and many other knowledgeable baseball fans. And you can talk all the baseball that you want um, around the clock. So today we are going to be talking, I'm going to be talking a little bit about umpires, not players. We're going to talk about umpires. And I think essentially it's inspired for me. It's inspired by the recent rule changes that have now been enacted for next season. Uh, the bigger bases, the pitch clock, the thing, things of that nature. Um, and a big hot button topic here that I, that, is being talked about with all these rule changes is where are the robo ops? Where are the robo ops? How come we can't have robo ops? Right? We need robo ops. We need robo ops. And my question is, do we really need robo ops? Is that really something that we that baseball needs? Do we really are the umpires really that bad? Or do you just see all the bad calls highlighted on media, on the ESPN, on the MLB network, on all of that? And then you just think that they're that bad. So I decided to take a look. I've taken a dive into these stats. If you uh, were in baseball life last year, I took a dive into these stats last year, and I took another dive into the stats this year as well. And I'm going to show you the stats that I found um, for umpires. Yes, they have stats for umpires. It's, you know, it's an analytical world of baseball. They have stats for everything. They have, they keep stats on umpires that are public and you can look at them. Um, so I took those stats and I broke it down and I'm going to give you my real honest opinion on whether we need robo ops or not. Okay. If you have, if you have, uh, something to contribute in the comments, you can go ahead and comment. I see Keith is already in there. He says he's doing great and he thinks it's a great topic. Thanks Keith. I appreciate that. Um, so we're going to get into it. I'm going to share my screen here. So the data that I found, I'm going to give credit to a wonderful website, um, that was started up by some college kids. It's called umpire scorecards. Um, umpire scorecards is a great website that, um, basically taps into ML, the MLB, um, can the MLB systems that they use to judge, uh, umpires and their calls and their correct calls and their incorrect calls and stuff like that. The umpires in the MLB are judged separately. So the MLB has a separate system that they use to judge their, um, judge their umpires that the public cannot see. Umpire scorecards is free to the public. You can, you can go on it and, and look at all of the stats that I'm about to show you right now. And I've downloaded them into a spreadsheet and I'm going to show them to you right now. So my constraints here, as you know, I mean, for those, for most of you that know, I am a public school teacher. And when I talk about math and I talk about science, and I talk about all this stuff, you have to have constraints. You have to have different rules, right? You can't just have all the data all over the place or your data is going to be skewed. So 
my idea was there they have every single umpire that has umpired and you know whether they umpired 34 games like junior valentine up here at the top or they umpired or they were behind the plate one game right they were behind the plate one game i don't i don't want the guys that are behind the plate one game i want the guys that are behind the plate multiple times a season they are there regularly right i want to see the last diaz's i want to see the the trip gibsons and the i want to see the angel hernandez's i want to see all of those guys put together and i want to see collectively if they are as bad as everybody says they are so i decided that my limit was going to be 20 games 20 games of um, uh, if an umpire was behind the plate for 20 games they got into this data right they were considered for this list and as you can see it's pretty it's 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 a pretty good size list already. You're looking at 75 umpires right now with about a month left into the season. You're looking at about 75 umpires that are right here. They're, they've called anywhere from 34 to 20 games behind the plate. Okay. So what I'm going to do here is I'm just going to take a look at a few of these. I'm not going to look at all of these. I know there's a lot of colors. There's a lot of there's a lot of data to look at here. I will organize this data and or I organize this data and I'm going to tell you green is really good for me. That's that's how I color code my my stuff. The green, if the more the darker green it is, the better the better the umpire is. The darker the red, it the worse the umpire is. Okay, so that that's what you're looking for. Yellow is somewhere in the middle, right? They're somewhere in the middle. Um so as you can see, there are games and pitches called. Obviously, the number, the more games you call, the more pitches that you that you call. So, you know, you can't really, you can't really judge anything there. They may be able, they may umpire a bunch of games, but they may suck, right? So, how accurate are these umpires? Let's take a look because umpire scorecards has an accuracy feature. So, if I go ahead and if I go ahead and um adjust my spreadsheet here and uh, sort it by accuracy. Here we have a bunch of people here. We have Pat Hoberg. We have uh, Jeremy Rehack. We have Trip Gibson, um, John Tempain, David Rackley, all these guys, a bunch of people that you don't know. Why do you not know these guys? Because they're actually good. They're actually, you know, they're accurate. Who are the, one, who are the ones that you know? The Angel Hernandez's of the world, the CB Buckner's of the world, right? The Laz Diaz's of the world. Where are those guys? Guess what? They're all the way down at the bottom. Okay. Um, I mean, look, CB Buckner, right? CB Buckner has been part of a few controversial games this year, has had a few controversial calls. He's last in terms of all qualified, all qualified um umpires in terms of accuracy, right? His accuracy is at 86.6%. Or no, I say I take that back. I'm sorry. That's minimum accuracy. His his accuracy 91.7%. That means nine out of ten pitches that are thrown, he's calling correctly. It is accurate. It is in the strike zone. Or you know, it's either in the strike zone or it's out of he is calling it correctly. Right? That is the worst, right? And then I know some of you are gonna be like, well, where's uh where's Where's Angel Hernandez? Look, I'm scrolling up. Still can't find Angel Hernandez. We're looking at Angel Hernandez. Angel Hernandez still up here somewhere. Um, you know, as I scroll up, I mean, look, we're getting higher and higher and higher. 30, 94%. I think I passed him somewhere. Uh, 94%, 95%. This is, 
guys, 94, 95% is really not that bad. Yeah. Angel Hernandez is somewhere. Um, and of course, when I want to find him, I can't, um, let's search angel. There he is. Angel Hernandez, 53rd. He's 53rd out of 79. So really, yeah, Angel Hernandez is bad, but he's not the worst in terms of accuracy. He's kind of bottom middle, middle bottom. Okay. So, but even Angel Hernandez, 93.4%, 93.4%, anywhere else in the entire world, 93.4% is pretty good, right? It's, it's, that's really good. Now, I think in this case, umpires are being held to kind of unrealistic expectations in terms of calling balls and strikes. I'm going to tell you, I've umpired before. Okay. Some of, and I think some of my audience has umpired before, and I will tell you, it's not easy. It's not easy standing back there trying to figure out if a ball has crossed an imaginary box or if it's outside of an imaginary box and each player is a different size. Right. And you got to get it right over and over and over and over again. When you have a guy where baseball fans are complaining that he's one of the worst umpires and he's at 93%, you try and get behind a plate and try and try and get 93% of it correct. Right. That's difficult. So we're ranging from 95.5%, which, mind you, I looked at last year's stats again, is not that different. These are very similar statistics from last year. So it's not like they're getting worse because that's the next argument. Oh, the umpires are getting worse. They're not getting worse. They're getting, they're, they're about the same. And honestly, they're pretty accurate. So we're ranging from 95.5% Pat Hoberg all the way down to 91.7% CB Buckner. 4% difference. 4%. That's not even a, that's, you're they're still calling nine out of ten nine out of ten balls correctly. That's insane. Look, Pat. Uh, let's even look at this. Pitch is called correct calls. Pat Holberg, three thousand four hundred eighty-three correct calls out of three thousand six hundred and forty-nine missed, or out of three hundred and uh, three thousand six hundred forty-nine pitches called. A difference of 166, 3,000 pitches, over 3,500 pitches, and he's only gotten 166 wrong? That is insane. That is crazy how accurate this is, right? Let's go down to the bottom. Least accurate, CB, CB Buckner, okay? 3,361 pitches, right? Uh, correct calls. 3,664 calls in total for a difference of 303. 303 missed calls. Only 300 out of three. That means he's only getting 10% of them wrong. 10%. Is that kind of a higher margin of error when you're looking at something as professional as professional baseball? Yes, but that's the lowest. You mean to tell me that all of these umpires should be lumped in as as bad, you know, as these terrible guys that can't see and um and robots are going to do something better? Robots are going to 
increase what, maybe two or 3%. I'm, I'm here to tell you guys, these robot umpires are not going to give you 100% accuracy. They're not. They're not going to give you 100% accuracy. As much as you want to believe that these robot umpires are going to give you 100% accuracy, it's not. It's not going to give you 100% accuracy. They're, it's going to give you about 98, 97% accuracy. And even then, it's been tested in different leagues, the robo-umpires. And the players don't like it. The players don't like it. Right? These the, the, the people that we're trying to please here, the players don't like it. Why? Because they figured out how to trick the system. They figured out how to trick the system. Breaking balls that go out of the zone, they're calling it a strike because it's crossed that it's crossed that the front of that box that the, the the little imaginary box that the robo umpire has set up and they can be tinkered and adjusted to favor uh favor different parts they're not consistent across the across the board so why why, why does anybody think that robot umpires are going to be any different why does anybody think that robot umpires are going to give you 100% accuracy and leave any question out of anybody's mind that a ball crossing the plate is a strike or a ball? You're probably going to get just about the same results as Pat Hoberg is giving you. So why? Why are we going to pay? Why is MLB going to pay all that money for robot umpires when they have human umpires that are doing the same thing? Right? So speaking of consistency, let's go to consistency, right? They have that too. Okay, again, great website. Average consistency for umpires. I'm going to sort that. There we go. Okay, 94.5% of the time. So what consistency is? Consistency is they have established a strike zone, whatever their strike zone is they may lose something on the bottom outside corner, right? The low and outside corner, they don't call, whatever, fine. That's their strike zone. Are they consistent with it or are they constantly bouncing around all over the place? 94.5% consistency. 94.5% is the highest. Shane, uh, what's his name? Shane Livensparger. Why don't you ever hear Shane Livensparger? Because he's consistent. Pat Holberg. Anybody ever heard of Pat Holberg? Probably not. Why? Because he's consistent and he's accurate. Who have you heard of? Angel Hernandez. Why? Because he's down at the bottom in terms of consistency and he's down at the bottom in terms of accuracy. One guy, you're saying one guy, CB Buckner or Angel Hernandez represents this entire this entire group of of men that have that are doing a fantastic job. 94.5%. We don't get below 94% consistency until 16th. 16 umpires are at 94% consistency. That is an insane stat. You try to be consistent at something 95% of the time, let alone having pitches of varying speeds anywhere from... 70 to 102 miles an hour and be consistent in, in your strike zone, whatever strike zone you've established. That is difficult to do. Again, you are not going to get that out of, you're not going to get anything better out of a machine. You're going to get about the same results. Who's down at the bottom? 
That's probably your next question. Who's down at the bottom? 91.7% CB Buckner. CB Buckner is not, is, you know, pro- the worst umpire. Okay. But still, and here you go. Angel Hernandez down at the bottom. But look at all these other guys. There are 75 other umpires, 74 other umpires. And you're going to, and people are going to lump them all with CB Buckner and Angel Hernandez. They're not all the same. There are guys that are doing much better jobs and you're going to take that away because of these two? Come on. Come on. Let's be better. My opinion. So I think you guys have figured out my my arguments when it comes to this, when it comes to this robo umps. Do we need robo umps? No, we don't need robo umps. Is it inevitable? Yes. We are probably going to have, I am. 95% sure we are going to have robo umpires. Am I happy about it? No, because I don't think we need it. Why would you take the human element out of the game? Why are we trying to take the human element out of officiating? Why? That makes no sense. Part of the fun is part of the fun of baseball is the unpredictability of it. There are things that you're like, I never thought I'd see that in my entire life. Some of the classic moments in baseball are based off of umpires' mistakes. And you guys, and people want to take that away. Why? I don't understand. That makes no sense. And even then, 91, 91% accurate. And most anywhere else, that's really good. And that's the lowest in, in this field of umpires. I, I think, I, I really think that people should you know, double, double check and, and really look at the stats and see, is it really necessary? Is it really that necessary? I don't think it is. I don't think it is. You don't believe me? Let's take a look at something else. Cause the next thing that probably somebody is going to tell me is, well, these, these, uh, these umpires are favoring the, the winning teams, the Yankees and the, and the Dodgers and, you know, all of these, all these big time, big money teams. Well, let's take a look at it. Cause guess what? Umpire scorecards has that too. They've broke it down by team now. So they have wins and losses, total favored. They have, you know, favored and stuff like that. So being favored is, How many runs have gone in your favor due to missed calls, right? How many runs have gone in your favor due to missed calls? So here we go. Ready? The most favored team based on total favored is, it is the Yankees, okay? Oh, no, Yankees ruin everything, right? The Yankees in the entire season have been favored 26 by have been favored by 26 runs. That means they have probably gained about 26, 27 runs in terms of uh, from missed calls. They are 86 and 56. They have played about 140, 150 games here. And 26 runs is what they're favored by. That's not a lot when you think about it. Second, Arizona. The Diamondbacks, who are 66 and 75, fourth place in the NL West. Doesn't seem like it's helping them at all, right? It doesn't seem like it's helping them. The next one, the White Sox, regarded as probably one of the most disappointing teams, is getting help from the umpires in terms of missed calls. And they still 
can't live up to expectations. Colorado, we all know what a dumpster fire Colorado is. They're fourth. Fifth, Texas. Texas Rangers. Where are the big budget teams? Where are all the big budget winning teams? A lot of these are are disappointments or dumpster fires. Okay, then you have the Mets. Okay, all right, the Mets, I'll, I'll give you that one. But then you have the Angels. Whoa, yeah, whoa. Big, big disappointment there, right? They're actually favored by 11 runs. St. Louis, then Cleveland out, you know, out, uh, round out that the top 10. Oh, and then the Dodgers. Okay, but even then, the Dodgers are favored by three runs. Three. That is not a lot. Not a lot at all. Okay. Most of these guys you're looking at are they're actually not favored. The worst luck is Houston, who is still winning, and Case and and uh Kansas City, who is not winning. So it's a mixed bag. So it's not like you're seeing all winning teams at the top and all losing teams down at the bottom. So is it is are the are the robo umps really gonna change anything? I don't think so. With as mixed of a bag as this is, I don't think so. Average favor that this means per game it on average about how much, how many runs are these guys favored by? Let's take a look. Sort the sheet. Yeah. The Yankees and Arizona. Again, it's pretty much the same, the same people, right? The same top 10, but the Yankees are favored by 0.19 of a run. The Arizona Diamondbacks 0.19 of a run. Do you really think that 20% of a run is going to bother anybody? I don't think so. I don't think so. I really think that it is just completely blown out of proportion. Completely blown out of proportion. Batter impact. How often is the batter impacted from missed calls? How many runs but from the batter's perspective have, have they missed? Let's take a look. Let's try that again. Okay. So, uh red is bad. Yeah, red is red is bad and green is good. So, um actually having a negative number I believe is better. So, Colorado is at 0.56 of a run. Then you have then the next one is negative 0.82 of a run, Arizona. Okay? I mean, look, I mean, it's not all that bad. It's not all that much. So, people can we stop with the with the complaining about all of the umpires? Yes, Angel Hernandez has made some questionable calls. Yes, CB Buckner has made some questionable calls. But look at all these other umpires that are doing a fantastic job out there and are probably doing just as well as a robo umpire is going to do anyway. Don't let one guy cloud your cloud your judgment of a group of many. That's my take. That's my take. So you've heard me rant about this now for a while now. It looks like about 24 minutes now. Sweet. I put it within the time this time. Uh, Last time it was an hour. This wasn't, it wasn't very express, but that's what happens when you get me and Felipe talking about baseball at the same time. Um, So that that concludes my show. So if you have not realized my conclusion yet. The conclusion that I've come to based on looking at umpire stats for the last two years is we don't need robo-umps. Robo-umps are useless. 
If if I looked at it and the umpires were like 85% accurate, 85% consistent, then yeah, I'd say, yeah, go ahead and put the robots in there. But guys, come on. For real, 95% accurate, 94% consistent. To me, you don't need them. There's not a necessity for them, but they are inevitable. And with that, that concludes the episode of this podcast. Thank you for listening to the Total Basis Express show. Make sure to tune in to me uh, uh, every Thursday night uh, all right here on Baseball Life Facebook group. You can find me on Twitter or not Twitter. You can find me on uh, Stitcher, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. You can find all of those shows. And then make sure to tune in for the, the longer show, the Total Basis Podcast with Sean and Felipe um, on Sunday mornings, uh, 10 a.m. Central, uh, 8 a.m. where I'm at. I get up and I listen to it. I love listening to those guys. They've helped me out a lot in terms of my baseball analysis and my fantasy analysis and stuff like that. Um so make sure you tune in, tune into them as well. Show them some love. Go, go to the comments. Give us a five-star review on uh, Spotify. We really appreciate your rev- reviews. We really appreciate your comments. We really appreciate your listens. We appreciate everything about it. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the Total Basis Podcast. I have been your host, Austin Spiro. And uh, until next week, have a good one, everybody.